Welcome to Sad Girls Against the Patriarchy. I'm Allison. And I'm Alexis. And we are your Sad Girls. Experimental episode today. Ooh, yeah, we're uh, going a little bit uh, off offline. Offline? Off I don't brand? know. Off On- brand. Online. On- online. Off brand. All the offline, because I'm going to be <laughs> out in the desert camping. So. Yes. Yes, I know you've been you've been uh, out adventuring a lot more lately. So in the past much. couple months, it's been awesome. It's intentional. It was actually a goal this year. There's a lot of things where I'm like, oh, at some point I'm going to travel more, and at some point I'll go to that event. Thinking at some point things will just be more affordable and easier. I realize like this is it. This is at some point. It's now. It's never going to be perfectly easy or convenient to travel. I'm never going to feel like I can really afford it. No, but I have a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's always been my mentality because, I mean, the thing is you could get smashed on the 405 exactly. right, right now. And then you're going to be like, oh, Damn I'm it. glad I put that off for what. So right. I don't know. You, you never know. Carpe, carpe diem, but for real. Exactly. And that's why I feel also when people are so, so, so focused on their health and like eating clean and not indulging in their vices because they want to live longer. It's like you might... One, you might just also get cancer. Like, it's so unfair and unjust the way people get sick, no matter how they live their life. Or you could die in a car accident. So I say keep smoking. Yeah. Um, the people who live the longest in the hospital are the meanest motherfuckers you've ever met in your entire life <laughs> and have had zero regard for their health. Yeah. It's very unfair. Don't we don't don't be mean. I don't endorse. No, being don't mean. don't don't be mean because it's almost like they're like pickling themselves out of spite. They're mm. not happy. No. <laughs> I'd rather be happy and fulfilled and die in ten years. Absolutely. It's about quality, not quantity. Hundred percent. But today is off-brand in that we're going to just chat and vibe because I didn't have time to research anything and Alexis led the last one, but we still want to provide you with content. Yeah, and I also didn't have (laughs) much time either. I was going to take the credit for (laughs) for that. It it worked out. It worked out. I'm I'm currently in school. I started a a master's program, so I'm having to uh, do homework. Again? Oh God, murder me! I could never. Yeah, it's it's taking an. I'm having an adjustment period currently. Yes, a transition. Yes, phase. I'm not enjoying it. No, but I'm I'm glad to know some of the websites that I use to you know float through mm. still exist. Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and better ones well, that's now. That's a new yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I we have some uh, AI helping out on the papers this time around as well, which is making it a lot easier as well. So bless the uh, technological overlords. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. What are, wait, what? The technological overlords? No, I don't actually know what you're talking about. Oh, I just meant AI. <laughs> oh, crazy AI. Okay, okay. Thank you to them. Got you. Yeah, you said APA today, and I um, just felt like a shiver go down my spine. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Oof. Uh, yeah, but Citation Machine still exists, where you just, like, pop in that uh, website, and it just does it for you. Very cool. Yeah, so bless whoever does that as well. But now you have to pay for it if you want, like, not add. Oh. But I just keep clearing my history and I don't have to get ads. So. Yep. Hacks. Hacks. Life hacks. Cool. Well, this is a continuation of our In the Closet series because we are back in the closet. Back in the closet. Yeah. Couldn't get the recording studio due to scheduling conflicts. And this one would probably be easier to do sitting at a table. But you know what? We get wine in this version. Yeah. And this is more like relaxed and low key and vibey, which is. 
the vibe of the vibey episode. That is so true. Yeah. One thing that we did that I thought would be just kind of fun would be to take the Big Five personality test, which is the most valid of the personality tests that are floating out there. Myers-Briggs is loosely based on Carl Jung's research from, like, the 50s. It's already outdated, and it's pop psychology, which is, like, this isn't real. People aren't binary. So it's not like you're I or you're E or you're N or you're F. You're on a spectrum of something. I do like that about science nowadays is yep. that we're understanding that things aren't black and white and Absolutely. polarizing and people exist on multiple spectrums. Absolutely. And the big five puts you on a spectrum and says where you land on that. But also something that's known in the psychology field is that self-reporting is notoriously incomplete, inaccurate, not a great source of information. Yeah, we're a little bit, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Diluted about our self. <laughs> Biased. Yeah. So diluted, yeah. I mean, you know, what we present to the world is not how we're internalizing what we are doing, so... It's a lot like how you present yourself to others and how others receive you no, can be completely true. different. That's very true. And it's not always intentional. Like, no. no one's trying to be socially awkward or uncomfortable and come across that way. But sometimes they do. Yeah. Sometimes I think I'm 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 really good at faking it. I, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not anxious at all. People are like, you seem really uncomfortable. I'm like, no, fuck. <laughs> no, I actually, I don't think you seem very anxious all the time. Certainly not in a way that would be frustrating to be around where it's like, oh my God, come on. Like, let's just go do this thing. It's going to be fine. But you talk about having anxiety a lot. So I, when I was filling yours out, I was kind of having that. And it's like, I know she has a lot of anxiety about a lot of these things, but I don't think you project it. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. But I think it's because my anxiety tick is talking. <laughs> so I go into like a fugue state where I just like start rambling. Nice. And just bullshit comes out. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like I have to talk to people so much in all aspects of my life. So it's just sort of like repeated phrases just start like pouring <laughs> out. Or I'm like, oh, I can just use this joke or this story because this is a stranger and I don't know you but <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like wow she's so extroverted and chatty I mean I am extroverted but with crippling anxiety which is a, a hell that no man should have to endure well maybe a man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that no woman should have to endure nay okay so for myself I actually I consider myself a lot more neurotic than what I got which was a 61 but Neuroticism, I think, in this case is they're describing it with like anxiety, anger, depression, self-consciousness. So it's a little bit like I ranked as pretty depressed and uh, not being so good at moderation, but pretty low on self-consciousness and low on anxiety. So it evened out to low neuroticism, even though, see, my chart is like low, super high, low, super is high. Is that the first one? Yes. Neuroticism would be the first one. Yeah, I didn't get the titles on my screenshot here. Should we it's just okay. compare in real time what you what you got and then what I got for you? Sure. Yeah. I think that that that'll that'll be fun. That'll be yeah. Okay. I got it. And no hurt. We're, we agreed already. No hurt feelings here. Like it's totally fine. I don't think any of this is like offensive. No, though. not at all. Like I like neuroticism in general. Like I like the idea of being quirky, offbeat, weird. Like, yeah, crazy. I I thought you would score higher as well, just because you are so. I think it's more like you're meticulous and like you're very much like you want things your way. Things have to be done. Everything's around like a schedule. So but I, yeah, you didn't score very high in neuroticism for me either. I'd get 68. Mm -hmm. So like okay. moderate, moderate numbers. Right. 
they included certain things in that, like self-consciousness, which I don't think I'm very self-conscious. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could, that yeah, that's definitely under the umbrella of neuroticism right. in some aspect. That's not the first thing I would think of, Same. but it makes sense. Yeah. No, I have um, what my therapist called compulsive attention to detail, which I love. It is, yeah, meticulousness that... I can't shake, but it is really good for uh, for the grind. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the hustle culture yeah. and uh, capitalism oppressing me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it is because I genuinely love working. And even when it's not a job that I'm particularly passionate about, just doing a good job at it gives me great satisfaction. And I let me tell you, my managers have always loved me. <laughs> is it, do you have like a praise kink? Is that what it is? No, it just if I'm going to put my name on something, it has to be excellent. And that's just for me. Like, I, even if gotcha. no one else is going to see it, it's like I've called it my guarantee of excellence before. Like if I'm ah. doing this for you, you can bet that it will be the best I can possibly do. Otherwise, I'll spend six more hours working on it. Not a slacker, but no. that's a very tiring. It's very exhausting. <laughs> yes. I mean, we definitely, definitely we're grinding over here for we sure. do be grinding. We do be. And then I got on my own, I got a 106 on extroversion. Very similar. Yep. 109 for you. Nice, I, nice. This is my score for Allison, by the way. I took yes. the test with my regards to Allison. Yeah. I just thought since self-reporting is so inaccurate, it would be kind of fun to see and maybe you, uh, maybe the listeners have a chance to do that with one of their friends. I don't know. That yeah. seems like something you would do when you're 12 at a sleepover. But you know what? <laughs> this podcast is being 12 at a sleepover. This is a safe space for 12-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yes, I definitely, I like being around people. I like chatting. Oh, I got really low. Because, see, there's a breakdown in each area. So in the extroversion subcategory here, then they're scoring you on friendliness, gregariousness, my cheerfulness. It was quite low because it was a lot of like, you radiate joy. No, <laughs> like you're always enthusiastic. No, <laughs> but um, definitely like to be around people and have lots of activity going on. Oh, yeah. I want to see your uh, extroversion chart. This is your. Wait, is that yours? Am I? Whoa. No, this is what I scored oh. for you. Yeah, no. And this is what I scored for me. Yeah. We yeah. almost got yeah, ex- almost exactly the same thing. Yeah. That's so funny. Like a little lower on friendliness. It's true. And then very high on activity. A little, like, we're just a few numbers off, so it's kind of fun. I wonder if I was nearly as accurate for yours, because I don't know. We'll see. I'm an onion. I got layers. (laughs) (laughs) You do. Very true. Um, And then for the next category, openness to experience, I got a 105 for myself, so also pretty high. Yeah, I got... I mean, I, I don't know why this didn't score higher, because I, I definitely had you as, like, open, want to try new things, right. big risk taker, and I have you at 97, but still very high. Yes. Still yeah, a very high still number. still considered yeah. very high. Yeah. Lots. I'm totally fine with impulsive, risky decisions that sometimes I regret later, but, you know, I love a good story. I was about to say, I was like, it's part of the arc. It's the, it's the plot. It's the fable. Exactly. Yeah. Someone who introduced me to someone else today at a job was like, she she does 20 different dance styles and she's on stage every night. And I'm like, you know, not not quite, friend. And he's like, whatever, just go with it. It's your story. <laughs> I was like, I love that. You're like, I love that. how you're marketing me. Yes. I love the branding. It's the Josephine Baker and Hedy Lamar way, though, just to um, tell your own tale. Yeah. AKA lie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, gosh, I feel like I could have made it so good pre internet. I would have been mm-hmm. lying up a storm. Right. It would have been so good. You can't check my sources. There's no sources to check. Con women style. Hell yeah. 
I don't think I'm that agreeable, but I gave myself an... I got an 89, I should say, on agreeableness. It's okay if yours was low, because mine... I'm so sorry. No, I wasn't expecting it to be that high. 70? Okay, yeah, right. That's our biggest difference so far. But, yeah, things like modesty and morality are included in there, which I rank myself low on those things, or, like, not the most... I don't think I'm the most altruistic. My mom honestly taught me not to share with people. I was told, we do not have as much money as anyone else in your class. We are more in need, so, like, don't share food. Like, don't share clothes. Like, if they use something up, we're not going to get another one. So it's been really hard as an adult to now be comfortable sharing anything. So when I do, like, the utilities bill split for my roommates, I go down to the penny because it's like, I don't want to cover a dime. I don't want to cover anything for you, but I don't want you to cover for me either. So it's very um, precise. That's so sad. No, it really is. Yeah. I I mean, I get it. I mean, I was pretty poor growing up, too, to the point my mom would complain about money so much that I didn't tell her when I needed new shoes and the shoes were literally causing blisters. And I went from a size three to a size seven. And my mom, my mom was bawling. She was so upset. She was like, we're not that hard up for money. Like if you need new shoes. And I was like, I just, I know you've been so worried. And like, I was terrified of letting her know that my shoes were too small and they were four sizes too small. No, that's, it's really rough growing up without resources, and I'm so glad now to have the independence to be able to grind and work and not have those kind of concerns anymore, but I've always heard, like, the best way to teach your kids about money is to not have any, because then it's like, oh, they're yeah. going to cling to it. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm way more frugal than my coworkers, yeah. and I, I, I've never been into buying, like, designer stuff. Oh, God, no. Because to me, that seems so ridiculous. I mean, personally, I think if other people want to do it, more power to you. Sure. But for me, I'm just like that seems waste. like n- n- no. And yeah. I love and then I'm, I love clothes and accessories, so it's not coming from a place of that at all. And then the last one is conscientiousness, which I gave myself a 92. I got a 92, I should say. What does that entail? So conscientiousness is thinking about self-efficacy, orderliness, dutifulness, achievement, striving. Yeah, so it makes sense that. I would have scored high on that. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't give you a higher score on that because I definitely had you as like, let's go, doing doing all the things. But maybe it was the cautiousness. Yeah, mine's also. Yeah, the cautiousness was super, yeah. Yeah, you had less lower in the orderliness. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I got some layers too because it's like I binge drink and I am often a train wreck, but like somehow I managed to go to work the next day. But I feel like call out. I feel like that's you know that's kind of the vibe of all of our friend group where it's just like we're we are all like fuck yeah I got I have things to do now exactly yes Um, live life to the fullest hundred percent so that is. My big five assessment. So overall, we could look at our charts now, just like these, this chart oh, compared. Compared to how I did you? Yeah. I mean, pretty similar in yeah. terms of like how it shakes out. Well, let's see if Pretty I, good. Well, <laughs> we, pretty, pretty, pretty good. We did good. We're good at personality tests. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if I'm anywhere it's near. Supposed to be my, no, it's grading our friendship. We're good on friendship. Well, that was, yeah, pressure's on, but also... 
sometimes, like you said, like the things you project are different than how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on the inside demons. Right. I know. The demons you're struggling with inside eternally. Yeah. And the questions are also like, do you daydream a lot? I'm like, I don't, I mean, I guess, I'm sure Lex's daydreaming, but we don't really, when does that come up in a friendship? You know, like I was daydreaming today about such I don't know. Such. I feel like if you're a rich art kid, you do that because you don't have a job mm. and you just like sit around and be like, I was inspired today because I was daydreaming so about cool. like, you know, but I don't know what it's like to like not talk about having to struggle to hustle. To survive. Yeah. yeah. It's Never part of my core being. That's why I finished college so fast because I was like, I am sick of being poor mm-hmm. and I want money, please. And yeah. I'm going to go into debt to get through this college and I would like to pay that off also very quickly, please, and have money. Money, please. Yes. That was my number one motivation during college was just, like, money, get out of town. Like, I need to get out of my hometown, and I need to make money. No, I definitely did the same thing, and I did a program where I went to community college when I was 16 and 17, and I was working, and I remember it was like I was sleeping five hours a night, and it just didn't matter. Well, because you're a teenager. But I also just wanted to get out, and I also didn't have friends because I didn't have social skills yet. I didn't figure that out. Aww. Uh, no, yeah, I was really... Really, without friends, it was very sad. But it was, I mean, I wasn't friendly. That's something my mom said. In order to have friends, one must show themselves friendly. But she's also teaching you not to share. She's like, you got to be nice to people and talk to them, but also don't give them anything and don't share. Right, yes. (laughs) Setting you up for one-sided relationships over here. Mm. And you're not like that at all, by the way. No, no, thank you. But no, she definitely gave us the idea that, like, we were better than other people. My sister and I are both, like, we're really trying to overcome this deep-seated idea that we're super superior to everyone around us because we're not we're just not yeah and I feel like everyone a little bit thinks they're better than other people which I think is just like a normal Mm. human thing it's just again it's the scale of how much better you think you are than everyone else yeah like when I do the terribly problematic thing of enjoying true crime anytime (laughs) a shitbag murderer wants to represent themselves as their lawyer I'm like oh you're that guy. You yeah. think you are so much smarter and better and everything than everyone else. Like, yep. you're a true piece of shit. You're right. That's a good litmus test for it because you're not an expert in every field. You cannot be. No. It's like... You're not better than a lawyer. No. Unless you... If you also went to law school, like, I'll I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. There's so many different types of lawyers, too. Yeah. That's like saying, like, a urologist is going to, you know, perform brain surgery. Like, I, I, I know you learned it at some point, but I that's not... Don't. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I was just going to say that I had the motivation of getting out of my house and out of my hometown. And I highly recommend to anyone who still lives in their hometown and is feeling unsatisfied to move. And I think it is scary for some people. And I think it's really worth that risk because... Oh, Yeah. You'll find yourself in such a new way once you get away from your roots and have to explore something unfamiliar. It will be so good for you. Yeah. And even if it's not forever and even if you move out and go to a different place and you hate it, you know, like, you know what works for you and what doesn't. But I will say my rule of thumb is, even though I hate the etymology of that phrase. um, What's the etymology? Rule of thumb was a law about how thick something could be to beat your wife with. What? And it couldn't be bigger than the width of your thumb. Oh, so God. the rule of thumb was um, an object of which to beat your wife with. That's like the most American thing I've heard today. 
Really? <laughs> well, just because we have such terrible measurement systems, like I oh, I love things. all those. Yeah, I know, Americans will use anything but the metric system. Yeah, and it's things where it's like it used to be like you know the height of a horse and stupid things, or like it's like twelve football fields. Yeah, it's like just yep. use metric. So that combined with domestic abuse. That's yeah. the American. Yeah, that's, you're right. That is incredibly American. <laughs> like, it can't be, like, an inch. Not even, like, even customary. It's like, you can't even say an inch, right? Uh-huh. Or, like, half an inch. It's like, no. No. And also, some dude's got some fat fingers. What if you got old sausage hands for a husband? He's <laughs> just, like, beating the shit out. Like, that's terrible. The olden days. Sorry, but what was the rule The rule of thumb, of thumb anyways. <laughs> <laughs> My rule of thumb is you have to give a new place two years. Okay. Because the first, definitely the first six months you're in a new place... You are going to be, like, depressed. You don't have friends. You don't have your comforts. You don't know what grocery store to go to yet. And you don't know what restaurants you like. And a lot of this stuff takes time to acclimate to. And I feel like I didn't start making true friends in L.A. that I didn't already, like, because I had friends here before I moved. But I did start making organic friends, like, with you and our friend group. That was a year into living in L.A., yeah, it doesn't happen immediately. So you got to give it some time, and it'll probably be scary and not make sense at first, and then things will fall into place. Yeah, and you'll be like, oh, I hate blank city I moved to because, you know, you're having to you adjust to it. Yeah. yeah. So, neuroticism. Yep. Obviously, uh, this was not as high as I was <laughs> expecting it to be for myself, so I'm proud of that uh, in some way because I, I am so anxious, but I, got, I scored a 91. Okay. See, I only gave you a 70, which is, like, wow. much less neurotic because when I look at, like, what it is, like, anger is in that category and I don't see you as an angry person or in moderation. I think you also judge yourself really negatively and, like, that came up, too, like, questions about judging yourself harshly. Like, I don't think you do things to excess as much as you might think you do or seem angry as often as you might feel angry because I think you actually portray more agreeable than you. Think. Oh, well, so, thank, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that at work before because I feel like I free. I cu- I definitely cuss a lot, which is something I don't like about myself because it comes at very inopportune times. And again, this is just one of those things I was doomed from childhood because both my parents have a filthy fucking mouth, and so does my brother. <laughs> and my brother was ten years older than me, and it's just I, I'm doomed, and I don't like it. I don't think it makes me cool or anything. I it do. Just, it, I like it. <laughs> cool. I think like you, cool. mom, did. But I just I do it. I do it to a point. At at work, yeah, and a lot of times it's fine, you know, if you're just like hanging out with your coworkers. But we had this new person at work that was like observing us and like our flow because I'm like kind of a boss ish at work, and I was like, and this fucking guy, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, Alexis, this is the time to you got to be professional right now. But I, I feel like I cuss a lot and all that, and I feel very angry. But everyone at work is always like, "You're so chill. Like no. you're just so chill." No, and I do like, not feel chill. <laughs> like your anger bar is really low. That's oh. not angry. I think you seem, and that's so, that's so nice of you. And also, you uh, have you know someone like severed their finger in your house, and you were just super calm and like got it on ice and got them to the hospital. So that counts as like being the calm within the storm. I get. I mean, in that aspect, I'm okay because it's sort of like. Going into the thing you do mode, where it's just like, yes. I, I can, you know, this is fine. It's work. And I have to be calm at work. I can't be like, oh shit, this guy's bleeding out of his face hole. Oh my 
my God, because that's going to, you know, instill a lot of trust and uh, right, right. The, the family members that are already freaking out, oh just being like, oh, no, now the medical people are freaking out. I have to be like, it's okay. We're just going to step out real quick. And I just want you to come over here. And we're just going to do that. And you have to do like, your calm voice. You have to do your talking up here voice. Yep. Everything's great. Yeah, my therapist was saying something, too, about people who've experienced trauma being the ones who you want to go to in a crisis, like the people who grew up in a crisis, because they are the very calm under pressure like that, because it's familiar. And for me, it's I'm often impatient with things. And when there's an urgent situation, it's like, oh, everything's caught up. And like now I can be very present in this moment. And that's what I like about live performance, too, is that you have to be there in your body in a flow state because it feels like almost like a crisis, like the adrenaline that comes with it in a very fun way. But yeah, the idea that like the person who has suffered a lot is probably the one who is going to be good when times are tough. Yeah, which is yeah sad. It's like just adding to the... Uh... I know. <laughs> hey, I know you've had a lot of burdens on your life. Can, yeah. I, can I be one more, please? Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I scored myself pretty pretty high on anger. I got because I I feel I feel angry often. That's okay. There's a lot to be angry about. Yeah, mostly like I said, not usually at people, just situations, the world. Yes, truly, <laughs> truly, madly, deeply. What was next? Extroversion. Oh my gosh, I feel like we got stuck on that forever. I got an. I put myself as a 93, which is pretty high. Yeah, I I was surprised that mine was so low. Um, yours was a 71, but I think. And this is maybe just, like, I haven't seen you in these situations, but it was a lot of the, like, assertive leadership places where it's like, I know you've had some leadership roles, but I don't feel... And you do at work. I didn't really think about that. I wasn't thinking of you as, like, the person who just always wants to, like, take charge of things. And assertiveness was under this umbrella. Yeah. I think it's because I that is my job at work so much that when I'm yeah. out of work, I just want to be like, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> And also, I know part of the extroversion questions are like, do you like to talk to lots of different people no. at a party? No, I don't. No, I don't. I Definitely put I put not. that on no for me. I was like, no, I'm going to find either my friends and maybe one new friend and then that's it. Yep. Everybody else, they can they can figure it out. All right. What about your openness to experience? Um, I mean, I scored myself pretty high. I got 108. Yeah, I had you at 105. Oh, so, so similar. close. Yeah. yeah, that one, we're we're aligned. Yeah. I feel like that's similar to what I just said. I, You know, if someone's like, let's do this thing, so, yeah, I'll be of like, course. fuck yeah, let's let's do that thing. Yep. You're Unless always... it's something, you know, obviously fucking horrible and totally. morally opposed. No, you're you're traipsing off to Europe and you're doing You're, doing you're things. traipsing off to Europe. That is a sign, I think, <laughs> of adventurousness, especially, I mean, I was... Uh, you were traveling with someone, but even so, like just having the motivation to go on that kind of adventure, I think is a sign of an openness to experience. Yeah. And again, like I said, I could die tomorrow. All right. Agreeableness. I, I, well, you go first. Um, this is my second lowest scored uh, area that I gave myself. I put 89. I have you at a 107. Oh, so, thank you. Again, I think this is that like you think you're appearing less agreeable than you actually are. I just, yeah, I I don't, what was part of agreeable? I don't even remember what that was. Yeah, that's cooperation, modesty, sympathy, altruism, morality, and trust. It's interesting. The trust questions were like, do you trust others? And some of that's like, no, but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily not trustworthy or like I won't come through. It's just that I don't know that you're going to come through for me. Yeah, I, I feel like with me, with those questions, I was like, do you, it's like, do you trust others? I was like, do I trust my friends? Mostly, yeah. But like if a random person's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to be like, mm. 
No. <laughs> I don't trust you. It no. takes a lot for me to gain trust. And again, unfortunately, I have to do that at work, too. There's a line from a Mel Brooks movie that um, he says, you can't kid a kid or kid. And I love to throw that at people when they're, like, trying to be sneaky with something because it's like... I know, I know, I know these tricks. I've done these tricks. <laughs> yes, and that's part of why I think I don't want to have kids because I would be. Oh God! I would be so terribly like, oh, you think that one's gonna work? <laughs> oh, you're cute. You're grounded. <laughs> I would know all the tricks. Your windows would be super glued shut. The amount of times I snuck out of a window was too damn high. Yeah, total sidebar on that. But I was talking to a woman who's a student of mine, and she is 46. And she was saying, I was like, you're always going out and doing fun things. You're going to concerts. And you're always like going to your Pilates classes. And she's like, well, yeah, I don't have kids. And I'm like, oh, do you ever like I just something along the lines of like, I've always felt that way, too. Like, did you ever question that? And she's like, no, this is awesome. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been multiple studies that women are happier without kids oh unfortunately oh that's a bummer because yeah. i think most of them have kids yeah 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 well now we're seeing that there are other options because in the past there really weren't like without societal judgment yeah or opportunity because like if your work opportunities were just can are you going to be a receptionist or like do one of these very female coded jobs or have kids you're just so much more limited yeah and i think it's also just parenting culture now the way it is it's and, I, you know, I get it. It's like the pendulum swinging, and I do think we needed to have some changes from when we were growing up. But I feel – and, again, this is just my opinion. It's not necessarily true, and I don't have kids, so this is coming from a childless L.A. piece of shit. <laughs> but I just feel like people are so, like, helicoptery on all their kids all the time. Like you would be with the windows glued shut? <laughs> no, but, like, I would let my kids, like, go, like, play in the – you know, cul-de-sac with their friends in the neighborhood. Yeah. You don't do that now. Like, you don't just, like, let your kid go on their bike to, like, hang out in the neighborhood with their friends. There was a Stuff You Should Know podcast on that that was, like, talking about the stranger danger movement and oh, how yeah. the reaction, like, it's not actually as scary as people think it is. Like, people are, act like, statistically being overly cautious given how much threat is out there. Well, yeah, and statistically, your kid is more likely to be abducted or assaulted by someone they already know. Absolutely. I mean, the, the figures on that just speak for themselves. I mean, I, I obviously, the advent of news, people coming in and seeing these kids getting snatched up randomly, and it's like a random act of violence is absolutely terrible, but that is not the norm, and the likelihood of that is so low well we're glad we don't have kids yes love my niece and nephew never wanted kids but shout out to moms out there because oh my god that is that is fucking work i can't no just so much work i don't even want to think about no. it babysitting so. for four hours makes my brain melt and no. i love them and they're very well behaved good kids and um, i want to tear my face off and i love them right right <laughs> so we respect the moms out there one more last one yeah Conscientiousness. This was my lowest score. <laughs> I gave you a 109. Oh my god. Again, this is like a nice this is a nice one, I think. You're yeah, you're being very nice to me. Well I don't think I That's that's what that's exactly I what I that. said earlier when you're like you you don't think people think as highly of you as they probably do. I think I'm a little bit more hard on my sleeve or just very like whatever I'm thinking or feeling, I'm gonna show you on my face. I'll probably literally tell you. So I, that might be why. 
So either I'm a bad friend and I don't know you at all, or no. plan option B is like, I'm a little more just like, here it is. And I think you have a different sort of maybe a guardedness or more layers, like you were saying, or just uh, also thinking that people don't like you as much as they do. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's very nice. I tried. Thank you. I was. I was like, this could come across really, really wrong. <laughs> no, it could be very, nice. I think it's very nice. I do my best. Okay. But I think part of that too was ca- uh, cautiousness, and I put myself low mm. on that because sometimes I just will be like, "Fuck it, let's like we ball." True, true. But like you were saying, being good with money is a sign of cautiousness. Yeah, and yeah. Conscientiousness is self-efficacy, which definitely yes. Orderliness, definitely. Like your place is immaculate. You oh, I have I had myself really low on that, and and dutifulness I had really low. Yeah, see, that might also be like what you present versus what you're internally experiencing, because like your apartment is spotless, and you have a very structured job that you show up for that requires a lot of being you have to be orderly for it you can't be all over the place and scattered with that kind of job so what other people are seeing is different than i think it's i think that's also just um trauma from growing up my mom was um (laughs) Uh, it's always trauma um the things i had to do to clean our house are definitely not things i have continued on in my adult life but it was definitely a toothbrush to the tile floor Mm. types of cleaning and the Getting like she would literally give me knee pads to like clean the baseboards so I could like be on my knees Cinderella. to like clean the it's baseboards. Giving Cinderella. Uh, no, and she'd be doing it too. It's not like she was like sitting around bossing me around. Okay, okay. okay. My mom was also like just very anal about cleaning and everything had to be got you like absolutely spotless. It's so sad how many things like that happen in childhood and then the oh, effects yeah. just ring out through our adult life and we're kind of just trying to like sweep up a mess. Well, it's like you said, it's like trying so hard to unlearn everything you learned. And it's such, I mean, I think it's something you you deal with your entire life because that's, I mean, fine, Freud, your childhood's really important or whatever. I'm always saying he did get some things right. Like whatever, maybe it like makes a couple props, makes your entire life up of, you know, your core values and how you deal with stuff or whatever. You have spongy brain. And again, that's why everyone needs to go to therapy. Hundred percent. It's so nice. I'm so happy about the therapist I'm with now. And I she know she sounds awesome. She's so cool. Shout out to Allison's therapist yes. if you're listening right now because she listens to the pod. Yes, but something that a friend told me that I think she heard in therapy was thank the soldier and tell her it's okay to put down the weapon. Which I was like, whoa. Oh shit, dog. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I probably started crying right then because I cry release. <laughs> also Do you? Trauma. Oh well, I think I've only seen you like tear up a couple times. I've definitely seen you tear up because I, I feel like up. yeah. But I'm like also very very subtle with it, and like I have all these tools. So one thing is if you press your tongue to the roof of your mouth, it I'm helps you stop crying. It doesn't totally stop it, but it helps. I don't yeah. know why. And then also. I don't know. There's just so many subtle ways you can just be like, just like wipe your <laughs> tears and then like fix your hair. It's just no big deal. I have a lot of strategies. Yeah. No, I, I have the same problem. I um, cry a lot, but I, people know it. I, I, we had like gag awards at work one year okay. and it was uh, most likely to cry and I won. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which was just very embarrassing. And then I said, Pisces moment. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think I hide my crying pretty well. And I cry about good things, too, like oh, I, happy yeah. things. Yeah, it's no, not... mostly I'm crying over happy stuff. Yeah. Like, 85% of the time, 
it's like that's so sweet yes. or like oh my god yes. that's so touching or right. like it's I'm overwhelmed moment. with yeah like just strong happy, emotions yeah, yes or I cry anytime I see any live performance at all like a concert anything even if like it's like some dude randomly just on a stage you did with, cry at the puppet show I just oh I was that. bawling we went to <laughs> so cute we went to the the Bob Baker Marionette. Theater, uh, theater yeah. in LA, which if you live in LA, you have to go. It's so fucking cute. It is. I was bawling from like start to finish. During the, I'm crying, I'm crying, thinking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's by the way, it's just like a puppet show with music, but it's very charming. I'm glad that we did that. Um, story related to crying in public that. I was at a bartending job, and when Roe v. Wade was overturned, I was reading about stories. I was just thinking about, like, the very personal impact, and um, I have a sort of a related story to that as well, where, like, I wasn't allowed to get on birth control as a teenager because my parents believed, or my mom believed, that if you're on birth control, it means you're going to have sex with someone. That's just how it goes. She also thinks it is almost equivalent to abortion because she hasn't actually researched that it's preventing ovulation. She thinks that it prevents, like, a fertilized egg from continuing, which is just lack of research. Um, well, and lack of sex education in the American uh, school true. system, and I'm I sure, mean, too. And that, and she she was going to school a long time ago, I'm sure. I'm sure it was way worse. Way worse, yeah. But I wanted to get on birth control to regulate my period because I had irregular periods and benign ovarian cysts were in the family. The gynecologist said, if you take birth control, you reduce your risk of developing a cyst. Mm -hmm. But wasn't allowed to, so I took a bus to Planned Parenthood all on my own as a 15-year-old, like, two cities away, and I've always been hyper-independent, but, like, that one especially was hard and hurt, and I I was crying at the counter with the receptionist who checked, who was, like, helping me out, and she was like, sweetie, like, she was so, so nice. So I was just feeling very overwhelmed with emotion, thinking about the effect that Roe v. Wade being overturned will have in people's lives, and then someone comes up to our register and needs to be checked out. And it's this, like, young guy and his friend. And they're, like, very young. And I walk over and I'm, like, doing my best, but I can't quite hide it. And he's like, hi. And and I'm like, I'm just thinking about Roe v. Wade and the effect this is going to have on women's lives. It's just so awful. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. But also I was like, you should see this. Like, you should know. This is very real. Yeah. Pay attention. And you should care, too, little fuckhead McGee. You, but also, like, when you're young. I know. You nothing don't... Nothing means anything. But also, like, you don't know how to handle people with emotions. Oh, and this God, is also, no. like, men not knowing how to understand emotions. Sometimes they do by the time they're, like, 45 or something. But especially not if they're, you know, in their, like, 21 kind of a thing. Like, oh, definitely have not. not figured it out yet. No. I had to. So that was fun. Teach my ex uh, empathy multiple times. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, that's really shitty about this. Or like, I'm really upset about this. Or like, that was really shit that happened to our friend. And be like, what? Uh. Like, okay, so now imagine and I have to like curate the story to how it would, you know, realistically affect him yep. and replace the characters with people he knows or the situation with something that would be equivalent for him. Yes. And then he would be like, man, that made me really mad. I'm like, Welcome to empathy, <laughs> motherfucker. You have figured it out. Um, how did we get on that? Crying in public. Crying in public. We were crying. Yeah. Something about crying. You know, we went. Th- we went through the big five. We did, we did. it. Yeah. yeah we, we finished that. it. Okay. And now we're into crying. Well, <laughs> the natural evolution of. I mean, uh, an evening. Yeah. I mean, that's here. that's how it goes. So we also had some fun questions. Um, 
And I pulled up a few from the New York Times article. There was this like thing in 2015 where it was like, look someone in the eye and ask them these 36 questions and you'll immediately fall in love. And I just wanted our dear listeners to fall in love with us. Without the creepy eye contact. No, God, no, I would never do that. I don't want to make eye contact with anyone ever. Never. No, eye contact is too powerful. It's like a window into their soul. So I'm very... I moderation. Yeah, I'll do eye contact for a second so you know, like, hey, I'm listening to you and I've acknowledged your presence, but it will last maybe 0.75 seconds. That's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. Um, but most of them I were, I didn't like them. I thought they were stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, tell your life story as quickly as you can in four no. minutes. Like, no, no. I'm not going to do that. That's like, too open-ended, too. There was a lot of open-endedness. But I liked, um, is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it? Because I actually don't know, like, that's why. I mean, it's probably because, like, the Europe trip this year had been before, but I'm trying to do those things where it's, like, someday. And also, like, I want to get into a good apartment where I feel really comfortable and happy in my living situation. So I'm trying to speed that along. Do you have any goals of the sort that maybe we can make happen in 2024? I want to learn an instrument before I die. That is my number one goal. I want to be proficient. Add an instrument very well, and I want to know another language fluently. Those okay. are, like, my two big ones. Yeah. Those are great goals. Because they're attainable. They're doable. I mean, they're hard because it requires a lot of discipline. Which I don't have. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you really have to find a way to enjoy the process of learning something, because if you don't, you're never going to do it. Like, I've gotten really good in certain dance styles, Because I like them. And if I didn't like them, I wouldn't practice them several hours a week. It's just like that simple. Right. So, oh, I also, I heard something that was very inspiring from a community college teacher where he said to everyone, how do you eat an elephant? We're like, how? And he said, one bite at a time. And I was like, oh, you take a big problem and you break it up into little pieces. Yeah. And then you just take a piece at a time because the big picture is overwhelming. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to tell yourself that it's easy to tell other people that true because you know you hear people that you care about you know make mountains out of molehills and you're like no 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 no. like that's the end like let's start at the beginning and the Mm -hmm. beginning process is this but you know when it happens to you you're just like oh my god everything is crumbling and the world is falling down no it's definitely easier to give good advice than to take your own advice yeah i I can't if anyone wants our advice that i think we're good at giving oh yeah send us an email please We were also going to talk about podcasts, our podcast that, like, we like and enjoy listening to. That's not on on the question list That's not on the question, but we we thought we would be subject matter uh, appropriate and, uh, you know, on theme while we're off theme. That's a good way of putting it. And I would assume people listening to a podcast like listening to podcasts and maybe want to hear about other podcasts that are cool. Yeah, I mean, I I do. I've definitely been turned on to podcasts I enjoy from either recommendations by people that I you know respect their opinion, or from other podcasts I listen to. Because I I guess I also inadvertently respect their opinion because I feel like a weird codependent relationship with these people that I've never <laughs> met before. That is not quite celebrityism because I feel like they're regular people. But you know, it could be parasocial relationship. Yeah, is the, that's what, what I was looking for. That's yes. what I was looking no, for. I was looking totally... for the pop psychology buzzword. 
Anyway, Stuff You Should Know is my was the first podcast I found, and it was actually because I was dating that one ex-boyfriend that obviously you know very Boo. well. And he was very, like, into trivia and just, like, random facts and had a really good memory for it. And I was like, I, I just kind of, I want to know more about the world. I want more that I can, like, bring to these conversations about, like, well, I learned this thing about such and such. So that's how I found Stuff You Should Know for that reason. And also realize that that's a way I can process because it's reading has been a challenge for me with my attention span being killed by my phone and just in general. But podcasts, you can multitask. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about podcasts is that I put on why I'm driving or I'm in the shower. Yep. It's things I can do other things yep. while I'm doing it because I love reading. But heaven forbid, you're right, the phone. I can't do it. The phone. Because I want brain to turn <laughs> off, phone to be on, and just, you know, just go into that zone before I go to bed. Like, reading, it feels a little bit too stimulating and, like, like a chore. Like, I have to be, like, prepared for it. I uh, Yes. You no. know? The I, phone, you can turn your brain off. Yeah. Completely. I, I can have, like, a couple drinks and, you know, sit on my phone before I go to bed. Like, if I have a couple drinks and I start reading, I'm going to be like, well, I'm not going to remember this or I'm not going to, like, digest it the way I want to or blah, 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 blah. I'm going to make it, like, a big thing to read this book. No, one night when I was drinking, I remember sitting down and starting to read my book and I, like, changed my bookmark. I could see I got 10 pages ahead. I tried rereading that. I literally couldn't remember anything. It was, like, brand new material. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you have to be sharp to read. Yeah. You so, can listen to a podcast and it's anytime. Yeah. And learn shit. Yeah. And, and you also like Stuff You Should Know. I also, yes, Stuff You Should Know is like OG a podcast too. I just heard on one of their episodes, it's been around since like 2011. Something like that. 2008. Yeah. And yes. Something, something really forever. forever. Like I think it's actually it might be 2008. I think they, sounds they've right. been like 15 years strong. But the hosts have a wonderful rapport, which obviously we do too. But you know. <laughs> Basically the same podcast over here. <laughs> Yep, same quality level, um, and I do like the diversity of their topics, and it's like just skim the surface of whatever they're researching. I will say sometimes they don't, I feel like they don't get enough depth into something, cause it's like I don't really understand it now, because you did just skim the surface. We love it. We're but just, we, yes. we're, critis we're finding a few yes. notes, but we love it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, all art is subjective and... You know, you can find... The art of podcasting. It is. It is. It's performance. <laughs> I actually... I agree. I hadn't really thought of it in that terms. What? That it is an art. I mean, that sounds super fucking pretentious to say. And if a man ever said that to me, I would roll my eyes so hard. But I do think that art is anytime you're expressing and, like, infusing your emotion into a form of expression. Yeah. And that's the case here. Yeah. I mean, we're not a dry... You know, no, just reading right um, verbatim. This, is, this isn't NPR, you yeah. know. Which, speaking of NPR, yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> big supporter over here. Uh -huh. Um, but no, the first the first podcast I remember to like listening to to the point where I was like, oh, like I get it now. Like I get the podcast thing was Serial, which is mm -hmm. affiliated with NPR. First season of Serial just. I couldn't stop listening. Like, we started on a road trip because we're like, oh, what should we do on, like, a road trip to, like, pass time? Like, oh, let's, like, find a podcast to listen to. And I just, it's like, I would stay in the car even when we got to the destination mm -hmm. so I could just, like, finish finish it and hear it. And that was, that's what opened the door for me. And it's a little bit drier, I will say. I definitely have gotten more into the relaxed Chit versions. Yeah, like, vibes. maybe you're not necessarily there for, like, the full facts. Like, there's facts in there, but that's not, you know... That's not mainly what's going on. Like, we're doing facts with fun. Agree. 
Serial was big, too. I remember. It, yes. That was, like, maybe the first famous podcast and that you didn't have to be in the podcast world to have heard about it. Yeah. I'll throw out one next, which is, I think, one that probably our listeners know already, Binchtopia, with the lovely Julia Hava and Eliza McLam. Um, I've been a fan of Julia's page, Binch City, since maybe, like, 2019 or so. And then I just always like... Not just her energy, but, like, her view on things. I think she has some really unique takes. One that she got some flack for was the idea of, instead of if he wanted to, he would, she gave this other idea, maybe he wanted to, but he can't. Like, you can't run with a broken leg. So instead of seeing it as, like, well, this man clearly doesn't want me because he's not acting on it, it's like, he's not capable of wanting you in a way that's helpful. Like, he doesn't have the emotional availability necessarily to be in a relationship and I I just like that sort of nuanced impression of it and she's just got a lot of hot takes I actually I, I agree with that take but um, people it, just took it at face value and right were like oh well you're just making excuses for him not wanting you and you're just a dumb bitch and she got oh a lot of God. stupid reactions again the world is much more complicated than we give it credit for sometimes like sometimes things are more convoluted than we want them to be we want things to be black and white and they are not bitches hate nuance is on their merch they literally oh, that's like shit. one of their catchphrases that's good I know I need, I need to listen to listen. them I know yeah Julia gave Misandrous memes a shout out when I was first starting out and that was a big foundation of the page and um, I have met her and she was really lovely in person and Eliza as well was very sweet so definitely a fan and they're they're like my big they kind of were like we're everyone's big sister and even though I'm older than both of them uh, they're my <laughs> not big important. sisters too <laughs> not, not an important detail uh. <laughs> yeah yeah no they're the fresh Gen Z take and we're the um, withering millennials but the decrepit old millennials over bring here wisdom yeah and more years of therapy. Yeah. Even therapy longer. Uh, another basic one that I enjoy, because, uh, again, as I've previously mentioned, I do enjoy a bit of true crime, but mostly for, and I think we should get into this at one point, like why women enjoy true crime overwhelmingly. Hmm. I didn't know that was the case. Yeah. It's mostly consumed by women, like to the point like Lifetime and Oxygen, all those like lady, I'm doing quotes here, catered channels are like almost exclusively true crime. Yeah. I mean, I have I have some theories of like if it's something that realistically could happen to you, then you're morbidly curious. Like it feels I think, closer. I think that's more of what it is. For me, it's more of that. It's like a knowing what's out there sort of thing and like what to look out for and it's also it's sort of like psychological where it's like my brain doesn't work that way like I could never in a million years do this or think this way or act this way or something so it's almost like it's it's fascinating in like right. a very morbid train wreck kind of way like do what the murderers or the perpetrators do right like you don't have the capacity no so uh, my favorite murder is one of my classic. favorites. Also, yeah, very classic. Also, I know it's problematic in some ways, but aren't we all? Whatever. Yeah. No, I've definitely enjoyed some of their episodes and like an oh my god, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. I also love horror and gore, so it's kind of even more exciting in some ways, tantalizing to hear real stories that play out like a horror story. Truly. Like, oh my god. I feel like women also like horror more than <laughs> like. 
I think it's because we have a better stomach for it. Maybe. I think we're not as squeamish. I'm, yeah. I'm this is just personal anecdotal yeah. research. Not like, <laughs> right. I don't have we concrete not, facts no, on this. No. But I definitely, when I think of people I know that are squeamish, other than one person, mm. all of them are men. Now, I know a guy who is uh, afraid of birds, like very, very afraid. Like there are peacocks that walk around one of the towns near LA and he needs someone to walk him to his car. And at first I was like, whatever, we all have our quirks. And then one of my friends talking about that, about his fear was like, Women have actual things to be afraid of, so we're not afraid of fucking birds. Like, we have real concerns. And that had never occurred to me that, like, guys get to have some of these, like, stupid little things. But it's like, I gush blood once a month, you know, right Right. into my panties. So uh, I'm used to seeing blood. Yeah, I get uh, harassed uh, most of the time I leave uh, any sort of shelter of any kind, and I don't have a man next to me, so you know. Yeah, we got catcalled together last time we were oh, yeah, leaving we our did. studio space. We did. We were walking out, and um, again because we're so flawlessly used to this that we continued our conversation. Actually, like we didn't hear him at all, but he said something to the effect of, "What was it like? Take me with you. Like where are you guys going? Take me with you." Yeah, and I like I heard it, and I thought in the back of my mind, like on the B track that's playing not the a track whatever is actually like oh i think he's heckling me but what like fuck him whatever i'm gonna ignore it and then we just kept going it's a real thing oh yeah all the time yeah if i one time i was walking with my friend in downtown i think we only walked like three blocks but it was in the daytime too it wasn't even at night and we look cute because you know we're cute because we're cute and i it's like i wish i had a counter for how many times just like random dudes like yelling from their cars or on the street or walking by or like at a restaurant just constantly just yelling at you all the time it's ridiculous the last time i was at a liquor store like 11 p.m and also downtown not the best area and yeah a guy tried to talk to me while i was going to my car just be like hey baby like how's it going and i just remember i just put up my hand and i just like looked disgusted and i just like shook my head and i said no because it was it's literally like if someone's trying to touch you or something we're just like no make this energy stop coming toward me right now yeah i i just get to the point where i just ignore completely and if it yeah. gets to the point where i can't ignore i get ferocious and i know that will bite That's me in probably, the ass yeah probably not safe no but it's, i it's, get it it just it's like i see red like i have yeah. to ignore it and then if you keep like poking the bear i'm gonna be like <laughs> like it's, it's I not think good. that helps that you're not like small in stature, also no. not like you're overweight, but like you're tall and like no, I'm I think a, you I'm a take, big person. You could like, take someone down. Yeah, that's why I always think it's so funny when people fuck with me. I'm like, I'm taller than you, right. bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're like looking down at this small man, like and I wear me. I exclusively wear like platform boots and As heels. You should. I I think this is a controversial question that could upset someone, so I really want to ask it. Okay. What's one place you visited that you would never return to? I don't have a specific, like, oh, it's not, like, geographical. It's, like, who was I with or what was going on? Like, that affects my impression of something a lot more. Touche. Do you have an answer, chambered and ready? Denver. Denver? I had a miserable time in Denver. But was it Denver's fault or was it, like, the you and what was going on? It was partially definitely what was happening, but also it was like nothing was open, nothing stayed open late, it was hot as fuck, and there was like nothing to do. Like everyone talks about how cool Denver is, and we rented a car to go into the mountains, and even that was kind of pathetic a little bit, because I love mountains. Like There's like prettier places in California. Like I was not impressed with Denver at all. 
I have heard that Denver is really cool. So you're right that, like, it has a good reputation that could have let you down. Yeah. And being from Texas, all of their, like, quote unquote, cool restaurants were literally just transplants from Texas. Like, there's three locations of this really cool restaurant, and one of them's in Denver, and the other two are in Texas. And that was, like, every single restaurant there. So as someone who's from a big city in Texas and has been to all the big cities in Texas, it just felt like a joke. Okay. Yeah. So thumbs down on Denver. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. I, w- I would go back just because I want to <laughs> I want to give it a redemption arc, but I okay. just had such a terrible time there. Bummer. I know. Is it ever okay to lie? I mean, I feel like the answer is yes. Obviously, yes. For your safety. Maybe there should be an asterisk there of like, if it's outside of your physical safety, because as we were just talking about yeah, being catcalled and harassed, yep. yeah, the whole like I have a, a boyfriend, boyfriend thing, which I don't do. And there, you just posted a meme that was like flexing my feminism by saying, no, I'm just not attracted to you instead of I have a boyfriend. It wasn't flexing my feminism, but it was something like being a feminist icon. I think that was the wording. Yeah. Like... Yeah. No, I don't do that. I have a boyfriend thing and I know it would be an easy out, but I just I don't get on well with entitled men and I don't bow down to them and I don't uh, treat them any differently than I would other people. In fact, I treat them worse, actually. Good. In case anyone thinks I'm just like an online misandrist or an online <laughs> like man hater, there are men in most of my social circles who despise me and like don't talk to me because I don't treat them with the quote unquote respect they think they deserve. Ew. Yeah. No, I have I have some stories, but um it's just it's the same kind of guy in repeated in different forms where he thinks he's better than other people and I look him right in the eyes and equal or I'll snap at him if he does something stupid or like I'll call him out and then when he confronts me about it in some way like well what are you saying I just keep going I don't de- I don't defer and I don't try to make him feel better in any I way. don't think that's misandry as much as it's no. being an actual egalitarian because it's like Here we go. you're you I'm giving you the shit that I would give to someone else and you're being a fuck so I'm treating you like a fuck yep because yep. that's what you're doing and you're used to just doing this without any consequences without anyone calling you out on it so you're not knowing how to digest what's happening but these are the consequences of your shitty actions. Yes. Yeah. No, it's specifically situations where, like, a guy came in after last call and wanted me to serve Fuck him. Fuck you. Or a guy, like, took a remote at a job where I was working. There was a TV and wanted to crank it up and I was Mm-mm. turning it down. Or, like, there was a producer for a show who was, like, screaming at me out of something ridiculous. And so I was like, what are you doing right now? And didn't just meekly tuck my tail and... Yeah, these guys, they, uh, the thing is, when they say respect, they mean they want to be treated as an authority. They want obedience. Yeah. They don't mean respect. No, fuck that. Yeah. No, anytime a dude yells, I immediately, like, again, same thing, I, like, see red because it's, like, there is no reason you should be fucking yelling right now. And it is so, and I hate using this word, but it really is, it's so fucking triggering to me mm-hmm. hearing a man, like, yell and scream. Because also it's like fight or flight. It's like, oh, my yeah. God, you're angry. Are you going to fucking do something? And then I'll just be like, that is so fucking unnecessary. Do you really have to raise your, like, mm-hmm. I will lose it, too. Because it's Good. it's bullshit. And like like you said, maybe other people tuck tail and get freaked out and yeah. hide and yeah. shut down and freeze. And, at, you know, we need to have people out there that are going to not, they're not going to let that behavior slide. Exactly. Yeah. Don't let men walk all over you, even if they're acting like. They deserve to, and you don't deserve any kind of equal treatment. You do, and they need to know that. 
Yeah, but just to wrap up about is it okay to lie, um, there are definitely going to be times when your safety is more important than standing up to someone or telling them the truth and prioritize that. But if you can safely do so, fuck them. Yep. Hard agree. Yeah. But in the context of right, don't lying. Fuck them. Like, oh yeah, oh I see, I see. But it also goes. don't fuck right, them. Right, but don't fuck them. But yeah, sorry. Context of lying, like when it, when it's not in a safety situation, like just yeah, lying, yeah, yeah, yeah. lying right. from not a life or death situation. Is it okay to lie? I I'm a big fan of lying. Same. Yeah, I just think it spices up. So, yeah, sometimes I just, up. especially if it's someone I'm never going to meet again, like sometimes with Uber drivers, I'll just like start just like <laughs> making shit up. Yeah. Or just like answer things completely opposite of what things actually are just to just for just for, for fun. fun. My morality is like I would never, ever steal from a small business, no. but I would steal everything from Walmart. And Correct. it's the same thing of like, I don't screw people over. I don't take advantage of people. That doesn't give me any pleasure. But no. like if there's something I can do without hurting someone. Yes. Then it's okay. And especially lying to save someone from being hurt. Oh, yeah. Like white there's lies. A lot of that. Yes. I will white lie as, you know, within reason. Like if it's, you know, not going to you know, pop up and surprise them in the future. Like, if it's something that's right. just going to, like, save their feelings, there's no reason they need to know the answer to this or whatever. It's like, I'm, I want to spare your feelings and make sure that you're mentally okay. Yes. Agree. I think this one's actually applicable. If you had to go without one, which one would you go without? The internet or bathing? Bathing. <laughs> well, I can I have like wet wipes on I mean, my arms. The question was just bathing, so I guess yeah. that's up for interpretation. There's a length of time factor here, also. Like, True. are we talking forever? Or are we talking? But no, I'm. I really enjoy the internet. Same. And bathing is a necessity that I feel like I could work around. That's exactly how I felt because I was like, I don't know, man. I I really love the internet, and yeah. like you said, it's like, can I use? Yeah, like wet wipes. Yeah, a can I have like sponge bath? Yeah, I need more context here. Yeah, I am not going to really have a chance to shower in the desert from Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, and yeah, I am it's packing. fine. You'll still be the best smelling person there. No, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I probably yes, but also I'll have like wet wipes and things. Like I'm going to do my best of with course. water and towel, etc. But it's not going to be. No, oh, I. My hair is going to get so greasy. I'm going to have to hats. wash my hair. No, I don't. But my hair is so cute. I want to show it off. I don't like so, hiding it. <laughs> so much dry shampoo. Yeah, that's a good idea. I have short bleached hair that like I have to constantly cut and bleach. It's like if it's in a good phase of the cut and color situation, I really like y'all should y'all should know. Yeah. <laughs> y'all should know <laughs> the work why, that goes into this. This is why I didn't score well on modesty in my big five there. I'm like, do you know how good my fucking hair is? Yeah. It's yeah. also part of why I don't agree with the um when men think you should split dinner or, mm-hmm. you know, like women should split dinner, they're like, no, you should split it. And I'm like, for the most part, I do just because I don't want to owe a man anything. Yes. But no, because this outfit costs a lot of money. The makeup that I put on, my hair getting done, all of this shit that you like partially expect do. me to do. Yeah. And B, takes a lot of time and effort. And you're wearing some probably some like grungy fucking T-shirt. Right. Like this look costs money to be this hot cost money yep and that's what you're paying for with this dinner right now and this fucking red lobster ass meal is (laughs) not worth even close to what i am so calm the fuck down 
100%. And you can be, obviously, you are hot even without doing those things. But if 100%. you want to put in the extra effort and do that, then we're already showing up having spent like $60 on just existing. So yeah. you're in, we're in debt. So we need to even it out. Also, you should be paying for us because uh, <laughs> we have graced you with our presence. <laughs> I agree. It's like if I'm going to deal with all of the shit that comes along with being a woman, I do want there to be some perks. But then you end up with the power dynamic thing of like, I don't want well, you to why I don't. capable or inferior. Exactly. Yeah. It's and that's why I personally don't. But that's nuanced. why I support because men have this idea, again, that they're like. We're going to take advantage of them. We're, like, after their money. Uh-huh. Like, there's women that just go on dates for free dinner. I'm like, queens, go. <laughs> yeah. And then memes that are, like, gold diggers. Uh, like, all these men accusing women of being a gold digger. And yet they have no gold. Yeah. Like, they, like, it's not rich money who are well, rich was, men who are on this. It was a meme. I forgot the exact wording, but it was something like, is the money she's after in the room with us right now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Every time I see a guy post about something like that, like, I don't think he has anything to worry about. No. He's just an incel. So and I get it. the wage gap. Yes. And the wage. You're being paid less and spending more in your appearance. So. And, you know, the pink tax and all yeah. the other things that go into being. It's more expensive to be a woman. It is. In, yes. in existence in the world. So buy my suck lob. <laughs> should we wrap it up i think that's a good note to end good. yeah yeah all right i am miss andrist memes on instagram and i am tx goth gf and we are sadgap.podcast you can email us at sadgap.podcast at gmail.com if you want to ask for any advice share a little story send us some feedback or criticism whatever the email is open just say hi yeah, you sure. do. Yeah. And the important thing that I know everyone says all the time, but yeah. please rate, review, subscribe. It does mean a lot to us personally for attention and also to help us grow this podcast to what we know it can become. This is the end of the experiment. And we're stronger together. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.